Nelleros and I want to give a big shout out to Worldwide Entertainment TV in Toronto and a big shout out to Brooklyn because you're doing your thing, bitch. Mwah. United Kingdom's YouTuber and influencer, Nella Rose, visited Toronto for the annual Manifesto Summit. Brooklyn Tea Talk was on the road for coverage of In Conversation with Nella Rose, moderated by Shanice Ashley. The media personalities spoke on various topics and tips for other aspiring social media people. Watch this worldwide entertainment TV exclusive. Toronto. First time, first 24 hours. Yeah. How, how, what did I'll you do your first 24 hours? Huh? What did you do your first 24 hours? I went to some place, I went to a corner shop. Okay. Got some like, like ketchup crisps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing here, I love it here already. There's loads of black people. Yeah. We have a lot of black people here. Like the first thing when I went to London for the first time, like Roy, you might have black people in Canada. I'm like, yeah, we do, we do. Same demographic, same people. So you being here, you can notice the similarities between Toronto and London. Yeah, I feel like Toronto and London are just like the same places in different fonts. Mm -hmm. Basically, <laughs> it's just the same, the same thing. It's actually the same thing. Yeah, literally, but. The thing is with London that I really, really enjoy and I really love to see is that a lot of the black creatives, such as yourself, you guys are you're here talking to people in Toronto <laughs> who are yeah. big fans of you. So let's like start from the beginning. Let's take us through your journey. How, how did you get started? So basically, my dad recorded my whole life. He had like this fuck of VHS camera. You know the ones that you wear on your shoulder like this? Yeah. Yeah. He had them fuck of VHS cameras. And like he recorded everything. It's gonna sound disgusting. Uh -huh. But from like my mom giving birth to me, all of that. Okay. My first steps to my first day in school, just everything he recorded my mm -hmm. whole life up until I was 20. So I just always felt like, like my dad's always filming, and I'm a copycat because there's no originality over here. <laughs> um, I just, just, you know when you're a daddy's girl and you just mm -hmm. want to copy everything that your dad does? I got to year nine. Does that resonate with Canadians? So, year nine? How old are you? 14. 14, so that's grade nine for us. But oh. same, same thing. <laughs> grade nine! <laughs> so I got to grade nine and I was just like, obviously there was no like Snapchat, iPhone, yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Good times. All that I had a Samsung Poco light. Yeah. Like just, a flip up one? No, it, it didn't even flip up anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, and obviously I have a bad memory. Mm -hmm. I have an extremely bad memory. So I was like, hurrah, I'm gonna steal one of my dad's cameras and I'm just gonna record the last three years of high school mm -hmm. and I'm gonna sell CDs like DVDs of like all our best memories on the last day of high school and I made my first 300 pound after I was rich. <laughs> Baby, I was editing on Windows Live Movie Maker after I was rich. What? I said, I said, I have money. <laughs> I was rich and I was just like, bro, like this was so fun to do. Mm. And then obviously I've never had a job in my life. I've always been the type of person to be like, I'll do your hair for 20 pounds. I'll do your makeup for 30 pounds. So obviously I grew up in like the blocks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like the man them, they'll always have like block parties. So I was like, oh right, like I was the only girl in the hood with a professional camera. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play with me. So then I was like, oh yeah, I'll come to your party and take pictures 
or I'll come to your party and then take videos and then put them together and then you guys can put it on YouTube. On on YouTube they'll get a hundred views. <laughs> but I was just like back then. That was my thing. That was crazy. That was my thing. So I started off like that. Then mm -hmm. I went to college and then I did media studies. So then they taught me how to do Photoshop, they taught me how to do all these editing stuff, yeah? And then I got to uni and I remember everyone telling me in uni, you're gonna meet the love of your life. No. You're gonna make friends for life. No. You're gonna have the best time of your life. Absolutely I went to not. uni and I wanted to vomit at oh, first. Yeah. <laughs> so then when I got there, I was like, rah, how about I make a YouTube channel and I make a video with me and my friends in a dirty ass kitchen. <laughs> yeah explaining to them that uni isn't that fun and it isn't that great and you're not going to meet the love of your life because seven years later i'm still single I hear but um yeah so then i did that and it just it blew up wow. it, it blew up and the format of like people sitting down in groups and people sitting down in kitchens it hadn't been done before but i didn't know that i just I was against the universities, I was against the government, I was against <laughs> striking. I didn't realise what I was doing on YouTube, do you uh -huh. know what I mean? And um, that's kind of how it started, yeah. What basically. year was that? 2016. Oh wow, oh wow, that's not even, well, I'm old. Oh my gosh, that was that long ago. Yeah, I'm, so 2016 was 2016. We don't even talk about ages, I'm still 18, babe. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's okay. Still a young babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so covered age, I'm 20. I'm so 20, period. You're 20? amazing that like I feel like a lot of creatives who um, come up it's never like a planned thing Ever. literally like it just happens over you're just being yourself and yourself sells because a lot of times people think I have to be this character I have to be persona I have to do this so I can just make it but like I feel like a lot of people don't understand just be yourself honestly baby yeah. like if you are yourself, people are gonna love you for you because what happens? What happens when you you, you go up on a like this and you're not like who you said you were? Mm -hmm. People are gonna be like, mm, okay, who was who you? Mm, mm, you're a poster. <laughs> but you see, anyone that's trying to make it in the industry, just fake it till you make it. Trust me, it works. <laughs> it works because your energy and your attitude it resonates to people. Manifestation. Yeah, this it just works for me, really. It's honestly, it's like you're manifesting your destiny in that exactly. type of way. Because a lot of people feel like, oh, you have to make, like, you have to build your character to fit where you are. No, honey. If I'm selling one paper bag on the side of the road, I'm going to sell 50 a day. Period. I'm going to walk into the room like, yeah, I sell 50 bags a day. Because you know what? One day you're going to make 50 bags Amen. a day. Period. So the thing is with Toronto, I don't know if you're really familiar with the creative scene here. We don't really have... Because you're like a presenter and you do um, Catfish and UK MTV for MTV, right? Yeah. yeah congratulations about that. That is amazing. Woo! Round of applause. That is amazing. Because the fact that Catfish is still going is very alarming in 2022 when we have FaceTime, WhatsApp, Twitter, Hinge, Instagram. Hey, sister. But I'm going to of like someone's cat. You can find out where the cat came from and people are still getting catfished. I've learned so much being on that show, but that's another. I'll tell you backstage. I'll give you all the apps. Tell me the tea later. But um, yeah, yeah, I, it's that's amazing. But I feel like in Toronto we lack that. Really? Oh my gosh, girl. There's we don't really have like presenter culture. We, I don't know about 
a Toronto's like Nella Rose, for instance, especially like a black woman in a position that you are, that you're getting pulled out to Toronto to talk to all these amazing people, your fans, period. Um, I don't think we have that as yet here. There's a lot of amazing creatives in the city, don't get me wrong, but I feel like we're very stuck in this city. Um, I do know like a few people out in London and they tell me this all the time that London wasn't always like this. But when you're experienced, would you say that there was a shift that happened where you feel like women like you are able to be in these positions? No, not really. Mm -hmm. I feel like everywhere in the world, not even London, not even Canada, not even America, Africa, wherever, when you're a black woman, you're bottom barrel. Yeah. So say for example, a white guy was to do the same thing you do, bust the same jokes, yeah, he'd go way more viral, way quicker than you will because it's like you're a black woman, huh? you're not supposed to be funny, you're not supposed to be this, and you're not supposed to be that. And I've seen it with my peers, like people that I grow up with, and they go way higher because they're men, or they go way higher because they're they're white. And because I'm the black woman, and I'm just I'm sitting there and it's like keep waiting for my time, keep waiting for my time, keep waiting for my time. But I feel like in this life, you just have to take opportunities. Do you know what I mean? There's been a lot of brands where it's like, I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to wait for you to come and work with me or want to work with me. Yeah. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to pitch myself and I'm going to be like, listen, I'm going to period. You need me. <laughs> and more time they, they listen. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like if you, especially like you said, like in Toronto, there's not a lot of like, um, presenters and stuff mm -hmm. for like just take that step and just present yourself like don't ever feel embarrassed don't ever like find pride or like be embarrassed to walk into places mm -hmm. or you know someone that knows someone and you're shy to be like ah oh, can you plug me with this person just do it because I, I promise you no one's going to do it for you no one and it's it's really hard out here, especially when we're black. And to have these conversations in 2022 is very lame. The fact that we have to still have It's very lame because I thought, like, when I was growing up and I was facing, like, racism and that in the UK, I thought, oh, yeah, by, like, 2015, 2016, all of this is going to be done. And then you enter different industries and you're like, if you're, you know, I've had jobs not given to me because I'm not light-skinned. I, I believe you. Yeah, I and I've you. had jobs not given to me because I'm not slim. I believe you. I'm plus size. I believe you. And I'm just like, bitch, I'm funny. Like, Period. What are you <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So, just you have to pitch yourself to people that are willing to listen. Mm. And just never be afraid to go out there and like take that opportunity. Because opportunities are not going to come to you if you're a black woman. And that's just facts. And it's so sad and it's so heartbreaking. But I learned that the hard way. And I think I learned that like three, four years in. So I was relying on people, do you know what I mean? And then when I started being like, you know what, I'm going to DM this brand and I'm going to be like, listen, I can do this for you, mate. Like, I can fucking do this for you, mate. Yeah, and then it was just like, oh, I was getting deals. For example, my PLT campaign. Yeah, amazing. Congrats on that. I, I, yes, yes, period. Thanks, guys. I DM'd um, the owner of PLT, Umar, uh -huh. in 2018, 2020, and I said, hey, big head. <laughs> I said, hey, be careful with a kiss, don't play with me. And then it was just like, he saw that and thought, oh, this girl, like, she's got balls, da -da -da. and now it's just turning to, do you know what I mean? So he's like, never be scared, never, ever, ever be scared. I even DM'd Love Island, and I was like, 
I need you to make me a producer because I can make the show okay. very messy. Listen. They said no. But then they put me on After Sun. So just like, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Like, it doesn't matter if you've got 10 followers, 100 followers, 1,000 followers, someone's going to see something and believe in you. It takes one person to believe in you for you to just go very far, basically. 100%. Because yeah. just seeing you where you are, like as a black woman, a plus size black woman who's not light skin in the media is, mm. is it's a representation that we've needed so many years. And I don't know if you know, like, in Toronto, a lot of times, personally, me, I grew up watching a lot of shows from the UK. Really? Because that's the only representation we had. That's yeah. the only, I used to watch Channel 4 on YouTube. I used to watch Some Girls, because it was a black woman, like a dark skin black woman who was the lead. Mm -hmm. And I used to watch, obviously, Skins. Everyone watches Skins. Um, I watched that's Misfits. Oh, <laughs> listen, that, that show ran so you were far before you can sprint, okay? Period. Listen, so a lot of times growing up, me especially, I watch a lot of UK shows because it's the only time I saw black women in the media. Canadian media, unfortunately, we're still behind. So even like you DMing Love Island, like, yo, put me on because I'm that girl. You can't do that out here. The people in charge will be like, oh, but you're black. Too ethnic. Oh, maybe we're we're Britain's sister. The, we're the evil sister that you don't want to invite to the dinners because you're just gonna start with Hala at the table. So Canada is very. Um, we're getting better because obviously we can be in this amazing space with amazing black people speaking to amazing black women by manifesto that's led by a black woman, right? That is you don't see that every day in Toronto. Period. <laughs> you don't see that every day in um, spaces, creative spaces in Toronto. It's very male-led, it's very white-led, yeah. unfortunately. So I feel like we're tiptoeing, like stuff like this happening is showing that we're probably in the right direction, because I always say Toronto is five steps behind London. Yeah, in London. Where in London are you from? Um, Northwest. Northwest. I'm from Northwest, like, he's Here. from Northwest London as well. And he was just like, so when we met for the first time, we just clicked, and I was like, this is my brother, and he was like, this is my sister, whatever. And then um, he just went, like, whatever opportunity he got, he, it's like he would have meetings and he'd throw my name in. And then Foot Salon was the first to like catch the name. And he was so happy when I was in Foot Salon. I was like, oh my God, I'm in Foot Salon. And he was just like, yeah, but he didn't tell me. I found out through someone else that he got me that gig. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, and also with Philly, like he's always the, the person that like supports me on set as well, because on set, I don't know if you guys know, but like in in London, I'm not gonna get fired. Who's recording? <laughs> it's like it's very like um, allegedly. all the black people allegedly. 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 This is false information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. We're liars. We are liars. But it's like all the black people are on screen, mm -hmm. and then everybody behind the scenes is white. Wow. Everybody. You know what? A hundred, like, it's, yeah, I see it. It's so bad. It's really, really bad. I believe you. I believe mm -hmm. you. I went to a recording of um, Mo Gilligan's like um, show, mm -hmm. and I'm I love him. Man. He's amazing. He's so yeah. funny. Shout out him. And I'm here, like, oh my god, it's a black show. Black people, a black man. Like, no. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of some holy my white people. Just like, oh, rolling my white people. Like, please. But yeah, no, it's. Yeah, so with Philly, he made me feel really comfortable with like my size and who I am. Like he really fucked with my personality, and that's how our friendship grew. 
And with Chunks, I was just a fan. And I was a fan for many years. And then our friendship grew that way because he fucked with my content. Mm -hmm. So I just, it feels really good to have like the mandem in your own scene fucking with you. Am I swearing too much? No, girl, swearing. Girl, I'm so sorry. This is not. This is not safe space. Yeah, no, it feels it feels really really nice because when you're dealing with people, you're dealing with white men. Like when you're dealing with industry, whether it be music industry or any other industry, you're dealing with grown like 40, 50 year old white men. So to have a black man that next to you, that's the same age as you, supporting you, putting you on giving you opportunities and stuff like that it's really it's, it's like a, it's a blessing so i mean so i really i really do appreciate them a lot and i owe them a lot as well i could cry honestly but and when you get to those spaces honestly your personality and your talent speaks for itself oh thank you it my speaks sister. for itself so just know like as much as like yeah i owe them you yeah. you who you are as a person you're amazing all you need okay. is all you need is a platform I had, I had the plan i had not used the platform like mm -hmm. that was you like so when we kind of um, started tapping into like the UK side, like the influencers and the, um, the presenters out there. We realized like it's kind of it's 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 very interesting because I see like the white um, personalities, like, like the that legend Molly Mays. I love Molly Mays. She's she's amazing, yeah. but she's like Fiat five hundred. Mm. That Twitter, yeah. Twitter, and then you guys are maybe like the black, black Twitter, black Twitter. Yeah. exactly, you know what I mean? So do you ever do like the crossovers? Is there any like, when you go out, will maybe the Fiat 500s, the white fans notice you? Know it's weird, it's weird because it's like, I feel like it's like, like that everywhere. Mm -hmm. In any, like you could go to LA, yeah, and all say I'm an LA rapper, yeah. all the girls would flock to me. Mm -hmm. But say I was an LA female rapper, only a couple people would fuck with me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like no matter what colour you are, if you're black and you're, you're making it, you're gonna get all the bitches. Do you know what I mean? You're gonna get all the bitches and that's standard. Yeah. But um, it just goes back to my point to like, to make it, you have to work twice as hard if you're a black woman, which is so annoying. And I feel like we shouldn't have to. And I feel like I wanna, I wanna like, kind of set the standard where it's like yeah nah Nella's done it every other black girl can do it and you're yeah. gonna treat them the same way you've treated her mm -hmm. sort of thing because I, I didn't have that like like a black woman to look up to that's done exactly like you know the whole comedy youtube thing I've never had that so I was just like okay cool I'm gonna set pace and I'm gonna be that person for everyone else to be able to just benefit from what I've done do you know what I mean but um you know, the white people, they look at us weird. Um, unless you're with a rapper, or you're with me. <laughs> but, it's, but that's so annoying because the same people, exact same people I used to go to events and like fan of them, they didn't care about me. But then I'll go viral over something so stupid, like a yacht, like a fucking boat, bro. It's, it's a boat. Yeah, and all of a sudden you want to say hi to me, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's a boat. Like, that was a legend. Listen, we are chicken ass on a boat. You know, I, don't even, I don't even have arms to shake. Like, it was a joke. <laughs> like, it was literally a joke. But wow. it's legendary. Literally, like that would be that quote. Like I was on like a yacht in uh, Lake Ontario. If you go in that water, you get E. coli type thing. You know, I was so you, you know, I have a little sister and little cousins. Uh, and uh, when they tap in my name on that's uh, what comes up the internet. It's just fuckery. <laughs> it's just fuckery. 
me. Like, I can't be taken seriously like by my aunties and my uncles and that. Because it's like, okay, cool. What does Nella do? Okay, cool. Let's type in Nella on Google. And I'm just, it's even my mouth is wide open. <laughs> or it's, it's really embarrassing. But we're, we're going to be fast. They're going to put serious content and they're going to take me seriously. Are you talking about like <laughs> the economy? State of the economy. It's bad. We're broke. But so your Congolese background. Yes. Yes. I love Congolese. Um, so as you know, as like a black creative, especially a Caribbean and African background, mm -hmm. many of you guys all know when we're coming into what we're destined to do, it might not be doctor, lawyer, teacher, like it might not be the traditional like path. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of navigate with your parents like, hey, so the answers might come to you, I might be on uh, YouTube, you might see me saying some things, this is what I do now, I'm going to make money from this. It's weird because my, obviously my parents were divorced, mm -hmm. so I always say I grew up in like two different worlds, like my home was straight, mm -hmm. but that was ouchy, <laughs> do you know what I mean, so it's like, I always had like that balance, so I've always been a creative. But it's crazy because I always used to get like A's, A stars, in like I was that smart kid. Mm -hmm. But I didn't enjoy it. I just did it because you have to do it. I don't know. My head just works that way. That's why no one can cheat on me because I want to memorize everything. <laughs> but basically, yeah, like my head just worked that way. So that's why I was smart. But I wasn't mm -hmm. smart because I enjoyed it. Um, I was always into like cameras, photos, editing, all that stuff. And I felt like my mum understood that mm -hmm. because I feel like my mum was into like nursing because her mum told her to, if you go to Europe, work in a hospital and you'll have that job forever. And I feel like my mum did that and she kind of understood that way. I did it, it worked, but that's right. not what I really wanted exactly. to do. So then, and then my dad on the other side was a creative. So when he saw me pick up that camera, man was buzzing, running up and down the house. He said, my God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So they were always mad supportive, mm -hmm. which is rare from like um, African parents. And yeah. the reason why I went to uni is because my mom told me to go to uni as a backup plan, just, just in, case. in case like my creativity. She knew it was gonna take me somewhere because she, mm -hmm. my mom and my dad, they didn't speak to each other, but they always used to say I was gonna be like something. something. Um, so she was like, just in case it doesn't work out, go to uni. So I went to uni and I started my career there. So imagine she never told me that. What did she go to uni for? Sociology. I mean, they're social. <laughs> I'm social. They're social. social. And they're studying for three years. <laughs> 60K! You know how much Canadian that is? That's a down payment. Let's not even convert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, it's the one and only Brooklyn. Yes, welcome to Brooklyn's Tea Talk, and we're actually here at Tea Dot Fest. Of course. Do you know we're there? All right, you've got uh, eight months to prepare, so that's that's plenty of time. 
Oh, I'll be there and I'll drink to that. <laughs> you drink to nouns. <laughs>